What's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? How are you? I am so excited to be back. Welcome back to the Be That Bitch podcast with your designated HBIC, Allie. It's been a couple weeks. It's It's been a couple weeks, honestly, y'all. It's just been a crazy, crazy couple weeks, but... I am so excited to be getting back to the podcast and so excited for this episode that's coming because y'all, it is so good. It's the first guest we have had in a hot minute, but when I tell y'all, you're going to be wanting to take notes on notes on notes because we're talking all about motherhood and confidence and belief and showing up for yourself and all of the things. And it was just such a good conversation. The stuff that I even needed to hear, I feel like sometimes, you know, even as somebody who has been on this journey for so freaking long, there are still times where I'm like, damn, I really needed to hear that because uh, January was a long fucking year. Like January was a long fucking year. Can everybody else agree? Or at least some of you guys agree that it felt like January lasted forever. I know so many times we get so like in our heads, like, oh, January went to shit. So that means the entire year is going to be shit. Like might as well start in 2025. Like, why do we think that way? Right? Why do we think that if it begins like shit, it's going to end like shit? I unsubscribe to that information, right? Unsubscribe to that belief. And, you know, I'm believing that it's never too late to reclaim, restart, refocus, rejuvenate, all the re's, you know what I mean? And so I'm really excited for February and hope y'all are too. I feel like February, you know, like, okay, we got January out. That was the warm up lap. Like, let's get this shit going. I will be starting 75 hard in February. So next weekend for the fourth time. I know, I know. But Allie, you said you weren't going to do it again. I get that. And also I cannot be held responsible for the things I say. I don't know. Just can't. Because I was thinking, I was like, you know what? Like, I really don't think I'm going to do 75 hard again. I feel like that chapter of my life was closed. And then I was like, how can I close the chapter without finishing the entire chapter? Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like finishing a book without reading the epilogue. Like, you can't do that. That's like, no, we absolutely cannot do that. And that's how I feel with 75 hard. Because if you guys are unaware, 75 hard is a challenge I did. I did an episode on it quite a bit back and it was one of our popular episodes um but it's a challenge a mental toughness kind of like challenge that you can do and 75 days you do two workouts follow a meal plan yada 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 you can gts google that shit but it's part of something called the live hard year and a lot of people don't know that because most people do not keep going after the 75 hard. They just like do the 75 hard and say deuces. And I have been most people. (laughs) I have only done phase one and phase two of live hard one time. Um, So after you do 75 hard, there's three phases. It's called the live hard program, right? So three phases, 30 days each. There's different rules and monks the phases, but regardless, right? It continues on for the span of an entire year. And I have never done the last phase. And there is a reason why I have never done the last phrase phase. It's because I am an awkward bitch in real life. I am an awkward bitch and I don't like to talk to 
to people. <laughs> I am that person that will literally do self-checkout anytime I can so I can avoid talking to anybody. And I know, like, Allie, what? Seriously? Yes. I put my headphones in whenever I'm in public and I don't make eye contact. I don't talk to anybody. Like, anywhere. Nowhere. I don't know why. I, it makes me feel awkward. I just don't like talking to people. And in phase three of 75 Hard... You have to do something called talking to people, strangers, every day for 30 days. You actually have to have a conversation with them. It can't just be like, thank you for bagging my groceries. Bye. Like you have to actually have a full blown conversation with them in real life. Like it can't be what I do on social media all day. It has to be in real life. And like that scared the shit out of me and made me feel very uncomfortable and scared me. And I just like never did it. And so I was like, how can I close this chapter of my life while still subscribing to the limiting belief that I can't do this because it scares me, right? Like that's that's not me. Like I literally do things all the time that scare the shit out of me. Why do I draw the line at this one thing? And so I was like, I don't feel right never not doing it again without completing the entire year. And so that is my goal. And you know, a big thing this year was my goal was to be uncomfortable, right? Like my word of 2024 is uncomfy and that means doing things that stretch me doing things that are outside my comfort zone because that's where we thrive that's where we grow right that's where shit actually changes in our lives and so that is that is what I'm doing so I'm really 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 excited nervous all of the things y'all are gonna get to follow along on the journey but I say all that to say like Anytime I'm doing 75 hard, I just feel like I'm thriving. Like I really feel like I'm my podcast thrives, my mindset thrives, my energy thrives. And so that means we got a lot of good stuff coming to the podcast. It'll be a lot more consistent. Um, a lot of good stuff coming to social media. I know I'm doing like a little poll in my stories right now to see if y'all want me to vlog every day. So if it's still there, go over to Allie Griffith and vote if you want to see 75 hard vlogs. If not, just DM me and say, bitch, of course I want to see it. Like what? Of course I want to see every single day of your 75 days um, because I'll do that. I am the voice of the people and if the people ask, I will do it. But anyway, so that is what is going to be going on with my life for the next 75 days. I am no longer like scared for it or like nervous. I'm ready. Like I, I'm so ready. I feel like it's just going to be fantastic. And you know, signing up for another marathon. I also did that. I don't know if I told you guys. I don't think I did. Um, I think the last time I talked to you guys about a marathon, I said I wasn't going to do it. I don't know. Maybe not. I can't remember. Don't hold that shit to me. But I did decide that I was going to do another fall marathon. What, what? I swear. I like trauma block. I like block out all the trauma of summer marathoning and thought it was a good idea. And I remind, remember after I signed up for it, I was like, Allie, you fucking hated this. Why did we think it was a good idea to do it again? Don't ask. Don't know. Have no idea. But alas, I am. And I will be doing the free press marathon, which is so exciting because like when else can you say, you know what? I ran from one country to another. Like how fucking badass does that sound, y'all? Like, oh, yeah, you know, like I ran from the United States to Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Check me out, motherfucker. Like, what? I don't know. It just feels very badass. So that is going to be my October marathon. If you guys have ran it, if you are going to DM me, let me know. Let's talk about it. And, you know, like we can go through the traumatic experience of running a marathon in the summer together because, you know, it's it's fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. But 
Anyways, all right, I am going to go ahead and throw you guys over to the interview with Adrienne. If you guys love this episode, will you do me a solid and share it on social media, share it to your stories, tag me, let me know your favorite part so I can know if these interviews are something that you guys enjoy. And don't forget to go over to Spotify and leave us a five-star rating and review. Alrighty, without further ado, let's get to the meat and taters of this episode and get to talking all about motherhood, confidence, and building self-belief. I'm, I'm just so excited. I'm so excited. So welcome to the podcast. How are you today? Thank you for having me. I'm good. I'm so happy to be here. I love your energy. I love your podcast. I think you are just such a gem. And so I'm pumped to sit in and we have so much in common. I'm, I'm pumped to be here. Thanks for having me. I am so excited. So I always like to start with just like your story. Like, and I know it was like, everybody's like, oh my gosh, your story is such a blanket statement. So like, let's hone it in on what has brought you to where you are today within like the fitness, where's it hard fitness realm and all of that. So like, how have you kind of came to where you are today and what's gotten you there? That's a good question. I'm like in the midst, I feel like of this big identity shift. And so I've been thinking about this a lot because I come from a small town, dysfunctional family, and I'm just realizing more and more. Yeah. I'm realizing more and more that like athletics and like fitness probably saved my life. Just it got me out of my house, right? Like going for longer runs, got me out of my house, being in sports, got me out of my house and in a, a place where there was guidance with coaches and discipline and integrity as an athlete trying to be a good sport just like there's so much within sports that I feel like taught me how to be a decent human being and then to also push myself and I'm obsessed with that I'm I'm a marathoner I'm trying to run a marathon in all 50 states and so I cannot wait to touch on that though because that I have been I'm dabbling in the idea of that and so we're gonna definitely touch on that sorry that was just like a intro. oh I love it and I can talk about it all day so you'll probably have to stop me but uh, it was just like nobody in my family or extended family had ever gone to college. And so for me, like to think about, okay, I want to do these big things with my life. I have no guidance, but I just like running came easily to me, kind of thinking about health was like crucial to be an athlete. And so I was like, okay, I'll study something like that. And I went to college and then from there, um, got a degree. I really like the idea of health coaching, just like coaching in general, but like helping people live a better life. You know, it's so fulfilling. It's so rewarding and it helps your own life when you're like, Ooh, I want that goal. That's a great goal. I never thought about that myself. I like use my clients own goals for, to better my life Mm -hmm. and it's inspiring. And so got into the corporate wellness world and then I have three kids. And once I had the capacity, like my youngest was finally sleeping through the night, she was three. And I, people had said this to me all the time. Oh my God, you're such a great coach. You should do your own business. And I'm like, I can't even think about what I'm eating for dinner right now. Like, how am I going to start a business? No, I still can't figure out what I'm having for dinner. But I decided in 2020, I was like, no, I totally can do this. I read a book. It's big magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. And it made me think like these thoughts, these ideas, that I have planted in me these gifts, like, why can't I? Like, why, now that I can sleep and my brain's functioning again, (laughs) like, I can take what I've learned and put it on a podcast. Like, how hard could it be? I could probably figure, I figured out a lot of things on my own before. Why can't I figure this out? So I just went on YouTube and learned 
you know, hours of diving into YouTube videos, how to edit a podcast and you know, it can be messy. You just start. I love and- that you edit it because somebody was like, I was asking one of my friends, I was like, do you want to be a guest on the podcast? And she's like, she's like, yeah, but like, you can't edit. Cause I want to, I was like, dude, do you don't think I don't edit this? Like, <laughs> and so y'all like, I'm like, I I don't like to listen to my voice. So I love that you figured out how to edit yourself. And I'm still at like the beginning of stages where I'm like, I don't even know how to edit it. I just kind of like record this and throw this shit up there and hope for the best sometimes. It's, but it's going well. See, people like authentic stuff. Like we have a lot of things that are a little bit more curated, right? We've had a doctor, like lots of doctors on and we want it to look really professional. Oh, I but that. I also like the episodes that typically do the best. They don't have a following. It's someone's story about how their husband died or they went through a divorce people want real authentic conversations. And so it started out like, oh, health and wellness. Let's throw this up there. People want tips. And then it was like, but let's give our, mm-hmm. like our true stories too, of like what we're doing. Cause it's not easy to take care of yourself, especially as a mom. And then, um, yeah. And then these stories took off where people are like, oh, I want to know how they got through that. What did they do to be okay? And it's like the simplest things are what actually resonates. Oh, for sure. So I love, so you've always been an athlete. You've always loved fitness. You've always loved taking care of yourself. And I love that so much, you know, as somebody who has not always been like into fitness and taking care of myself, I love to hear like other people, like, this is just like what they've always done. Now, I always like to ask this question, since you have always loved to take care of yourself and fitness and all that stuff, is that something you were modeled by your parents? Is that something that you were just like, you know what, I saw my parents do this, so that's why I do this? Or is it something that you inherently had to kind of teach yourself from a young age? Um, Because like as a mom myself, right, like my goal in life is to not have my kids struggle like I did with fitness because I didn't have a good like influence and fitness wise. And my mom didn't take care of herself. Like her job was to take care of us. And she totally neglected herself. And, and I lost my mom at a very young age because of that. And so it's like very ingrained in me. Like I want them to see what it means to love yourself and take care of yourself. And so was that why, like, is that where your, your love for fitness came or you just had to like dig deep and find it? Yeah, it was not modeled for me at all. My parents, my dad exercised, I guess, but I didn't live with my dad. Um, my parents got divorced when I was younger and my mom has never been into fitness. Um, she's like a very confident woman though. And so there's like pieces of me that like, like, of course I walk like this. Of course, like I could look, I could be a two walk in a target, but I walk around like I'm a 10. Like it doesn't matter. Confidence is fucking key though. It really is. And that's part of why I love you so much because I feel like, something that I'm missing in my life is like the, the unapologetically, you know, cause like there's that balance on social media of, of like being yourself, being real and raw versus like being an expert or being, you know, taken seriously. And it's a tough balance. I think sometimes that's but. why I always, I don't, I'm like, I am not an expert. I'm like, I am your virtual BFF. Like, I'm like, sometimes, you know, like friends will tell you what you want to hear, what the nice way I am your best friend. I'm going to tell you what you need to hear, even if you don't want to hear it, but I'm going to tell you that shit ain't Bible. Like I, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm just talking from my experience. So I love that. But you went to school for this. Like you are an expert. Like you are brilliant. So that's, I mean, I'm sure that's very like hard to teeter because it's like, do I like go come across as that expert that I know I am? And how do I intertwine my personality with that? 
Yeah. And I think there's a difference too between like knowing the stuff and living the stuff. And I think anybody would rather have a coach that's had the transformation that's been like, no, I love Doritos and I loved pop. And now I'm eating a little bit more of the salads and focusing on water intake. Like I I'm did not finding myself elbows deep in a family size bag of Doritos. Like I used to be <laughs> exactly. And I think, I think that's what resonates more because it's like, no, she did it. So she has the blueprint versus like she went to school and she's always been naturally thin and it's annoying. You know, it's like, but I'm sure you've had struggles. Like I'm sure there's been, I mean, you've had kids like trying to learn to navigate that. Like, I mean, we can touch definitely on that because I feel like so many people have this misconception, like because she's never struggled with her weight, she's never struggled because she's never, because she's always been into fitness and health and stuff like that. She doesn't understand. And I feel like whereas to a certain extent, you might under understand somebody who lives in a bigger body like me and how that feels and, and the challenges that come with the public's perception with that, but you do understand challenges in your own way. So I feel like a lot of times, especially in the fitness world and, and where I live, a lot of people discount the, uh, like professionals because they don't understand. They've always been healthy. They've always done this. They've always done that. And I'm like, but they still fucking understand. Even if they don't understand that they understand the struggle because the shit's still hard. No matter yeah. what, you're still going to wake up and be like, I really just don't want to fucking do this. Like I, I don't want to do this no matter what, but I'm going to, because it's what I do. So has there been a time where you've just like struggled and tried to figure this stuff out? And you know, like, how did you overcome that? Yeah, I think for me, it's everything comes back to mental health, right? And my whole life has been, I hate using the word like battle, like I'm fighting, but it's been very much like I have to go and figure this out for myself. And so what I try and instill in people is you start where you are with what you have. What is it, Arthur Ashe? Who am I? But, you know, it's like it doesn't matter what's happened in the past to you. It's where are you now and what do you want to do with the information? So, like, my whole life I could go through a million struggles, like, you know, not having parents that were ever home when I was a kid or have going through a miscarriage, losing two friends in high school. Like, there's so many points in my life where it's been very, very low and very dark. And to find ways to take care of yourself feels impossible. Like, what is the point? Like, what am I even doing with my life? It's so short, like screw it. Like who cares about marathons? Like people are dying, you know, but for me, it's like, I've realized what actually helps me feel like myself or feel like I can, or feel positive or feel like I have energy all comes back to the simplest health things. Like Lately, I've been having way more anxiety than normal. I'm like, what is this? God, this sucks. I've had to like give up alcohol because it like makes my heart race. I've had to be like, okay, I did 75 hard last year. And I'm like, they're, they're onto something with this outside time. Like I- Dude, that was like I, the biggest fucking eye opener for me during yeah, 75 yeah. hard. And we could talk about this for a second because you know me, I love 75 hard because of what it did for me mentally. And it like, it really did catapult my journey. Um, but like, that's one thing a lot of people bitch and gripe about is the outdoor time. And I'm like, y'all don't know what you're missing because mm -hmm. there's something, even though it's fucking cold out there, like having that sun hit your face and doing things that it really does just add so much like just happiness and endorphins and just, you know, like joy to your life. Yeah. I mean, and everything, all we're talking about is brain health, right? We're just thinking about what you and I are talking about is mindset shifts and brain chemistry, right? It's 
That's why when somebody tells me I want to do fucking 75 hard for like the transformation and the weight loss, I'm like, you are missing the ever loving freaking point. And that is why you are going to fail it. Or that is why you might lose the weight. You might finish it, but you're not going to stick with it because that is like the, that is like the least interesting thing that could ever happen for you from doing something like 75 hard or starting to work out or anything like that. I always say the least interesting thing that ever happens from changing your life is losing weight like it just it it's it's cool it helps like it makes you feel but it's the that is like a byproduct of everything else that's happening within that's actually changing your life sorry you know I can get freaking well I'm the same way I tell everybody to ditch the scale because it's like what is that value what is the value of that number anyway like you're taught that it's supposed to make you feel a certain way, but it doesn't. It's just like anything. It's like the people that finally get the Grammy, like Miley Cyrus, she's got a Grammy. She's been in the game for 15 years. My gosh, though, that was her- iconic. That was- yeah, if she spent her whole, this whole time pissed, she hasn't got a Grammy yet. We wouldn't have flowers. Like we wouldn't have all of these songs and the gift of her talent because she's holding on to this, this number or the scale or this award that's like, it literally means nothing. That's why so many celebrities get depressed because they think it's going to give them something. It doesn't give them. It's how are, how am I feeling day to day? How am I finding joy? How am I finding gratitude in these things? The things that are pissing me off or frustrating me about my life. How can I back the train up, get a little bit more honest with myself, give myself some grace to figure out a new way to do this. It's all about your mental health. Like we're just trying to feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. And for me, like, to me, it's not like I'm in the health and wellness industry. It's like, no, I'm in the industry of like feeling like a decent human being that can function and take care of three little people because they are relying on me to feel all of it. Right. I didn't realize I was like, oh yeah, I'll be a mom. Like, I didn't know what I was stepping into. (laughs) Like, holy shit. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. What was I thinking? Three people. And so it's like, it is my biggest job is being okay. And lately I'm like, I don't even know who I am. I can hardly drink alcohol anymore. And I like, there's certain things I have to do to feel okay now because my mental health is like, Hey, there's this thing called anxiety and it's tapping in here. And I'm like, what is this? This sucks. And but so the best thing is you're uh, figuring out, like you're being proactive. And I think that's what a lot of people aren't doing, right? They're like, I suffer from anxiety. I suffer from depression. I suffer from all this. So that's why I don't work out. And they're missing the whole fucking point. Like, that's why you should work out. That's why you should move your body. That's why you should like, just because you're dealing with this doesn't mean you have to like, it doesn't have to overtake your life. It doesn't have to define you, right? That's just something that you're, you're, you're having to navigate through as somebody I've never dealt severely with anxiety, but depression. And it's like, you don't realize like, this is the reason you should be doing this. Not the reason you shouldn't, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I love that you realize you're like, all right, so like this sucks. I, I have to figure it out, but I'm going to figure it out because I don't like to feel this way. So many people yeah. just like, oh, well, this is just the way it fucking is. Like, this is the way I'm going to feel like, no, yeah. no. Well, and I think, I think that's why following someone like you and you know, listening to your podcast, listen to my podcast. It's like, you need to have people in your ears, in your visuals that are talking about what they're going through, being honest about it, because that's what you need to do. You need to be honest with yourself about where you're at. 
And then let someone show you how to do these things little by little, like let it be in your visual path. Let it be in your ears. What people are doing that, you know, would probably be a good idea and just take a baby step towards it. Right. Because I think we, sometimes we self-sabotage by the people we hang out with or the people we listen to, because it's like, well, I don't know my, my girlfriend, she's going to watch three hours of Netflix and I want to be caught up on the show that she's on. And it gives me an excuse to just chill. Right. But like, you're staying, not nothing against Netflix, but it's, but candy. also you could do that while walking on your treadmill. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Where I get my best selling sunsets. I binge that shit while I'm walking on my treadmill, kill two birds, one stone bitches. Like let's yes. come on, let's think smarter, not harder. That's a perfect example, right? Like you can still do the thing that you like to do that, you know, like, ah, I could be doing this instead, but like do something during it or like find a way that's like, it's a reward after or some way it's all about your brain, right? You want to feel better and it doesn't like, you can say whatever you want about losing weight. But to me, I've honestly feel like it's the feeling of, I did what I said I wanted to do. I followed through. There's nothing like if you just do the thing, even if it's tiny, it just builds that momentum. And so it could be with anything. It could be with meal planning. It could be with getting outside more often. It could be signing up for a race. It could be reading the book that's been sitting on your nightstand forever that, you know, I never take time for myself. Like it's just starting to slowly. So many people, so many people, they struggle with self-confidence and the way you build self-confidence is by upholding the commitments you make to yourself. Like the only way you build belief is by doing the things you say you're going to do. And I love that you said that, but you also said something and you were like little by little. And I feel like you just like skimmed over that real quick. So I want to go back and dive deep into that because that is something that I believe so much in is so many people when they're trying to change their life, like their moms, like, right. We're, I'm a mom of two, you're a mom of three and, and trying to run businesses and all and work full time and all of these things, right. They try to do too much too soon. And I live by the motto, less is more, right. Work smarter, not harder. And like habit stack, you build up to where you want to go, but you don't have to start there. And so I would love to like, what, what would be your advice there? If like, somebody's like, oh my gosh, okay, well, you know, like this is your full-time job, like taking care of yourself. This is your full-time job. Like, no, actually I'm trying to keep three humans alive, but also cool. Yes. (laughs) How do what is your ideas on those? Well, I think it's like, it has to start with reflection of yourself because you look at this castle I've built And you're like, nope, not building that castle. No way. I'll never build that castle. But it's like, it's brick by brick. It is the tiniest things over and over that I don't want to do all the time. Sometimes I do want to do some of them, but it's like, it's an excuse not to get started, right? Because you get overwhelmed with the idea of what you know you want eventually. And I think it's the reflection time of being like, okay, how is my self-worth? Like, because you're not going to take action unless you feel worthy of taking the action. You're not going to fill your day with time for you when you're a mom, if you don't feel like you're worthy of that time. And so many moms would tell you, or grandmothers would tell you, Oh, I wish I would have just like, you know, once my kid left the house, I didn't know who I was anymore. You know, I was at the park the other day and this mom, this grandma was taking care of her kid. And she was like baffled by the idea of that. My husband was doing something at home for our house and that I wasn't taking charge of it. And I'm like, Oh, how did things run back in the, like back in the day when you had kids at the house? And she was like, Oh, my husband never changed a diaper. Never did this, never did that. I'm like, how did that work out for you? And she's like, we fought 
we fought the whole, my, my children's, all of their childhood, we fought the whole time. And yeah, I guess I'm pretty resentful. And I'm like, I don't want to be that. Like, I want to be the mom now or the person now that tries to understand why I'm self-sabotaging, right? Like, why am I not getting started with the thing? Cause it doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm a marathoner, but there's a million things that I don't do that. I know I need to be doing meal planning one. Why is it so hard for me? I don't know. So what did I do? I found a person that's good at it, that she knows how to make good ass meals. She meal plans every week. And I said, send me a picture of your meal plan on every Sunday and I will send you mine. And you know what I do? Half the time I steal ideas from her because she knows what she's doing. It's like, I don't have to reinvent the wheel, you know? Mm. So with people, what I always say is like, I think that what you're looking at when you're, what you're ingesting, if it's overwhelming you, cause it's too far fetched, right. Get some diversity here in your, the people that you're following. But I think it's like seeing someone doing it in real time. That's like a motlet's like just one step ahead of you. You know, you can have the people 10 steps ahead of you, but I think that's so important. And then telling people that can hold you accountable, like you said, like the bestie, the one that will be like, okay, you said you want to do this thing. I'm checking on you. Cause I love you. Did you do it? Did you not do it? Do you need help? Do you want me to check in with you more often? Because accountability is powerful. It's why people hire coaches. Mm-hmm. And oh. if you don't have a coach, then get your bestie to check in on you. And so I think it's like getting honest about where you're at and why you're self-sabotaging. Like, what is it that is holding you back? Mm-hmm. And give yourself five reasons why it's important for you to start taking some action. And, and maybe it's sometimes people have a, a tough time connecting to themselves because they just, they're so far removed. They've had kids for 10 years now and they don't even know who they are. Right. Okay. Maybe it's starting with someone else. I want to have more energy for my kids. I want to be around longer to be around for my grandchildren, or I just want to have more energy to do my job or stay focused, whatever it might be, finding some reasons that can kind of get you started of like, okay, I do really have a lot of reasons to start taking some action. And how has it gone for me in the past when I try to go from zero to 100? It hasn't gone well. Let's be honest. Go from 100 to zero real quick. (laughs) Exactly. So let's just try something different and allow myself to build momentum, allow myself to mess up and not give up. But I always tell people like if they're, I always tell people, I'm like, if they are trying to like build, like they're trying to do too much too soon, it's like you're building a house of cards and you're just waiting on that shit to, to fall down, right? Like one little thing goes wrong and that thing gets blown all the way down. But if you start with the foundation and you build a very strong foundation, meaning start with the small things, the little things and build up from there. The little, little, the wind, the, you know, your boss being an asshole, your kid's annoying the crap out of you, like your husband and you fighting is not going to, it's not going to rock it because that foundation was strong and you know how to navigate that stuff. And so it's, yeah. Yeah. And I think you can't have a strong foundation if you don't know who you are and you're not firm in your values. I think so much people like, how are you so confident? They probably look at you. How are you so confident? And it has so much to do with alignment. It doesn't mean that we're doing anything perfectly because we're not. We're all shit shows. No one knows what they're doing. But what we do have is we're aligned people. We know who we are. We know what's important to us. We're constantly aligning back with those foundational things that are really small and basic, like drinking the water and moving our bodies. For me, it's daily prayer. It's trying to figure out this meditation thing. You know, it's like trying to have these consistent things so you have fuel in the tank, right? So that- When you get in the car, figuratively, 
you've got a full tank of gas or at least a half a tank of gas. You've got the GPS on, you know where you're going. You're not just like trying to do life blindly and getting overwhelmed because you can never get enough done. And it, it feels like that because you don't even know what you're trying to do. So what is it that I can do that can make me feel like I'm making progress? If I were to do X, Y, Z today, I would feel, I'd feel better. So just tiny things and execute, and then you can build up to something, you know, bigger. But we, we try, we sabotage ourselves in the beginning because that's what we've always done. And those lofty challenges, they're, you know, they're attractive. You want to be the person that did it too. I mean, that's what I tell everybody. I'm like 75 hours should never be your first, like your first, your first thing you do. Like so many people are like, I'm going to do, you know, like I'm going to do this big challenge. I'm going to do these things. And I'm like, honey, you're missing like four steps before that. Like you've got to work up to those things and, and build that confidence within yourself. And I love how you said that you were like, you've got to start building that alignment with yourself. And I really think it belongs, like belongs. No, it begins with belief in yourself and knowing your worth and knowing that just because you are a mom, just because you're, you know, a wife or whatever, that's not all you are because that person who you were before those roles you represent still matters. And so it's like, you've got to believe that you're worthy enough of taking this time for yourself. A lot of moms, we struggle with this like identity crisis. Like I'm a mom, I'm a wife. Like I've got to do this. Yeah. But before you're a mom and you're a wife, you are a woman and that woman still matters. And that woman still deserves to be taken care of. And so we get so lost in these roles that we play. And I feel like that's why we self-sabotage is because we no longer really realize like our worth as, as women and as, you know, the person we were before. And so we're like, well, I've got to do this laundry and stuff. I'm like, is the laundry more important than that 30 minute workout to take care of yourself? Because at the end of the day, if you're not here to do that laundry, because you didn't fucking take care of yourself, then the laundry's not getting done, you know? And so it's just, you know, when we, we think of things like that, it's like, mm, that does sound like shitty that I think laundry is more important than. Yeah. Than well, it's an awareness though, too. And I think of course we lose our identity. Like, of course we do. And yet you were someone before and then it changed and you know, but husbands and don't men don't <laughs> like, they don't have like, I, think, I, I hate that we think as women, because of course we lose our identity. Of course we do this, but like, why, why do we hold ourselves to this different standard than dads right dads are still like bye i'm going to play golf like I, totally. i'm not losing sleep over it like well, um, yeah. i'm going I to work it. i'm not worried about the first steps i'm missing and all of this stuff but us as women we feel like we've got to do it all or we're failing and i'm like why the fuck do we hold ourselves to this impossible standard that we think because there's only 24 hours in the day and i have to do it all like i have to neglect myself yeah well i think it's for me it's like of course we lose our identity because how could you be the same person you were without kids? Mm -hmm. So for me, it's, if you take it, instead of it being like, I don't even know who I am. This is a bad thing. Well, of course you don't know who you are. Cause now there's three more people here that you are in charge of and that, that you want to do your best for. So take that as like, who am I now? What does she need now? What are the needs now that me as this badass mom who's taking care of these kids, who's going to show them the way, who's going to teach them what the hell skincare is? Because I didn't know. Like, I'm like, I still don't know. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like teaching my kids how to take care of yourself because you know what? Dad, the, dads in general, 
for me in my experience is like they're not the ones that are telling you how to wash your face and whatever. Like the moms are typically the ones that are kind of showing the ropes. Right. You know, and you're modeling the behavior. So if there's any reason to, to change things up, it's to understand you are modeling for them how to take care of themselves. And so if you're neglecting yourself constantly, like, what do you think your kid's going to do? Like you were saying at the beginning of this episode, you're like teaching your kids something blindly. You're like forging a path. You're cutting through the brush of this forest, trying to like create a new path of like, this is what it means to be a, a healthy person is you, you do lift weights and you do get outside and you do focus on, you know, fruits and vegetables because it makes you feel good and it's important. And so it's, I think the identity shift is like, instead of feeling like bad that you don't know who you are, like, that's okay. That, that happens. Sometimes we get lost in these cycles or we just keep doing the cycle because we kept our identity. And all of a sudden we're like, I don't even like that person anymore. I don't even like these things anymore. Why do I keep saying yes to them? And so the identity shift, I think is like, embrace the fact that you're going to evolve and change. Of course you are. You're growing and evolving and figuring out how to be a mother. Like the biggest job in the world, things change. But it's so important to center yourself to know what does she need and want now in this season? What is that? Because it was different from when they were newborns and it was definitely different than it was toddlers. Like now I've got a 11, eight and five year old. I've got more freedom. How do I want to fill this time to show them next level me and what I want right now? Yeah, no. And I completely, and I think that's something a lot of us moms, especially it's like, we know like who we are as their parent, but we don't know who we are within ourselves Mm -hmm. and like what, and that's one thing, like I, when my daughter, my oldest was young, um, she asked me, she, she was sitting there and she's like, mommy, what do you like to do for fun? And I literally sat there and I could not think of a single thing that I like to do for fun. And I couldn't like, I play with you. I, I don't know. Like I, I didn't do anything for myself. And, and I had to ask myself, is that something that I want my daughter to do? Like I'm raising two women, right? Like they're going to be hopefully moms one day and and bless me with being a grandparent because that's why I'm dealing with this shit. So I get to be a grandparent, (laughs) right? So hopefully one day they bless me with becoming a grandparent. Like, so they're going to be moms one day. Like, do I want them to have this moment, they don't know what they do. And so like every time I think a lot of us as moms, we feel like it's being selfish to take care of ourselves and to do things for ourselves and go on those trips and, and do those things. And, and, and I'm like, but maybe it's actually selfless because you are showing them like you are not your roles. You, you do matter when you become a mom. And so when they become a mom or dad, they're like, this is just what you do. Like, my mom went on trips. She went on girls trips. She sat there and read while we independently played. Like I get this question so much on social media and I don't know if you do too. It's like, what do, what do your kids do when you're working out? Like, what do your kids do when you go on a fucking three hour long run? Like what, what they're with their dad. They're, <laughs> they're at home playing. Like I, I am not a single mom over here, but also if I was like, they're at school. Like I, I prioritize this. Right. And I don't feel bad for my daughter will sit here and play on the floor for an hour while I do a long run on the treadmill. Like, it's just something like, I don't feel bad for letting her play by herself. And I think that's a shift that we have to have as moms is realizing like, it's okay. 
if we're not always consumed by them because they need to be able to see that we're, we're more than what more than the mother so that they can then be more than the than a mom 100%. you know what I mean yeah I mean this is why I create I created a virtual workout platform called move with gold ivy because I wanted something moms could access at any point anytime no excuses because you don't even need equipment unless you want to where that. do it when you're it's better than okay if they see you doing this it's better than okay if you're on a treadmill for an hour and they're playing like you're, you're actually not supposed to give kids everything they want and your undivided attention all the time. They're going to be spoiled little brats that can't do anything on their own. Your job as a parent is to get them to be independent, mm -hmm. to be able to do things on their own, to know that, okay, she takes time for her. I need to be able to say it's okay to take time for me. She needs to leave the room because she wants quiet time in her room to read a book. She's been dying to read. I have permission also to tell my friends I need my alone time. I'm an introvert and I need to go home and recharge. Like it is more than okay. Mm -hmm. And my kids know, and this is something I think that gets a huge mistake with self-care is like, what am I saying yes to and why do I want to be doing this thing? Do I want to go on the girl's trip? Will I come back recharged? Well, I'm on the girl's trip. What can I do to come back a better mom or like a more energized mom, a more centered mom, a more present mom? Because the whole idea with self-care is like, it's going to be a great thing to do because you will come back more energized, centered, patient, loving, unless you're saying yes to things you don't actually want to be doing. So for me, like when I, like, that's the biggest question I ask my clients too, is like, what do you enjoy doing? And most of the time they have absolutely no idea because they just like, don't even know themselves. And so that is always like, and that's a scary thing. That like one. Yeah, scary. it is. Just be like, I like, cause then that there comes a time like you, right? My daughter, my youngest, she's about, to, she's going into preschool next year. So like, I'm going to have no kids at home for eight hours. And like, I'm not worried about that because I have done the work, but like, I can imagine like my friend, her daughter, her kids, all of her kids are in school. And so she went through this moment of like, who the fuck am I? Like, what, what am I supposed to do with all this time? And it literally gave her so much anxiety because she didn't know who she was or what she was supposed to do. Because now she's like, I have no kids. That was like literally everything I did all day, every day. And now they're all out of the house for eight hours. And I'm sitting here depressed because I feel like I don't have a purpose. And like, that's what I, my goal is like, I want us to avoid that as moms. And so if we, yes, Right now, it's hard because you're trying to fit it all in or whatever. Ask for help. Like, don't be afraid to ask for help because you don't want to get to that point, whether it's when your kids are all in school and kindergarten and all, or they're going out from college. Like, who the fuck am I? What am I supposed to do? And, and you feel just depressed from it. Mm -hmm. Totally. And that's the, that alignment of, you know, a lot of times too, I'm just like, man, that is like where coaches come in. If that's your, if you are sitting and you feel like you don't know yourself, you feel overwhelmed, you don't know where to start. Like that is the value of a coach or yeah. a therapist, someone that can just ask you some empowered questions. Cause you don't have to feel bad that you, you don't know yourself. No. Like this is going to keep happening. It's like, an opportunity. I'm, it's yeah. Opportunity. I'm going through it right now where I'm like, who am I? Like, this is, I feel like I'm really entering this new Phase because I'm really focused on my business and like leveling up and it's like uncomfortable. And I'm like, ah, who am I? Right? For all the Swifties out there, which era are you in? <laughs> God, um, I don't even know. I don't know which one I would be in. Whatever her like 
her badass where she stepped into her power. I feel like midnight era. That's the I'm one in the midnight in. era. We're on our vigilantly shit. <laughs> I feel like I'm kind of in the era she's in right now where she's like someone cracks a joke about someone. She like just sips her drink like fuck off. Like <laughs> like I'm in the era right now. of Like I can't take the opinions of other people because they're just irrelevant to my life. Like if you are criticizing me, then you have no skin in the game because if you were putting in the amount of effort I am into a business, you would never criticize someone else. You would just be on, right? Like, are you bored? Why are you criticizing me? Everybody Um, is going to have shit to say about anything you do. Like that is one thing I had to get over a long time ago. And I think especially as moms and like, we're, we're trying to take this time. Like we're afraid of like, are people going to think I'm slacking or people? And I, I literally, uh, I told my, um, I'm going on a retreat this weekend, book retreat with a bunch of my clients and friends. And we all, we, a thing we do is like, we get like to get tattoos every time we go somewhere. Um, and I'm literally getting right here tattooed, let them like, that is like my just motto, like, let them talk, like, let them think what they think, let them, let them have their opinions, but don't let that dictate what you do and why you do it and how you do it because they ain't paying your motherfucking bills. Like they are not living your life and they don't have to, they, they don't have to deal with the repercussions of not taking care of yourself because you're afraid of not looking like enough or whatever the case may be. It's just people's opinions suck. (laughs) Yeah. And it really doesn't matter. Right. And they're actually not thinking about you that much anyways. It's like, a couple little- and if they are, then that's fine. Like yeah. they clearly don't have anything else better to do with their fucking life then. So, oh my gosh. And if anybody struggles with this or just for you, Elliot, when you, we get done with this, you need to listen to the song to the bank by Morgan <laughs> St. Jean. She's this artist that we're having on the podcast. We just recorded with her and the song to the bank is the best song about haters paying your bills because they give you more engagement and whatever. So <laughs> I love that. I'm putting that in right here. It's so um, so- good. You're going to be obsessed with her. She is like, she is going to be an artist that blows this world up. I can- Oh my gosh. Her photo. Like, I wish you guys could see this right now. I just like put it in Spotify. Her photo. She's literally looks like such a badass. She's got a ladder and she's like flick yeah. the ladder and her tongue is sticking out. I'm like, mm, that's my she's bitch. Sang- uh, one of her songs went viral on Instagram the other week. It was, um, do it like a girl. Um, where she's like, I don't know. Look at that. Yes. I'm going to, I love some good women empowerment music. Oh my God. You're going to be obsessed. (laughs) Okay. So you were talking about running marathons and stuff. I would love to touch on that because I am a um, novice runner. I like to say I've, I'm the part of the slow runners crew and, you know, you I are a runner. You are, I am, runner. but I like to be a voice for the slower runners. I'm right now going through a certification to become a run coach. And I'm like, my goal and mission in life is to be a voice for us slower runners. The runners that we're, uh, we're running a 10 minute mile. That's fast. Um, so I would that's love awesome. to hear like, what about your running journey and have you always been a runner? What has made you want to run marathons? Like, I feel like it takes insane, like a crazy person to run one marathon. And then it takes a clinically insane person to run multiples because we know the shit that our body went through and it, it was miserable in the midst of it. So so 
<laughs> yeah. So I, I could talk about this all day long. I just had a coaching call where she was like, can I just hire you for one hour to ask you unlimited questions for one hour? I was like, that sounds like a dream come true. And you're going to pay me. Yes. Okay. So, so I love running. And the reason I love it is not necessarily in the moment of running it. A lot of people assume I always love running. I don't always love running. I love pushing myself past a perceived limit that I might have on myself and showing myself I can. So you could do this with anything. It doesn't have to be running, but it's something that feels a little far-fetched and you do it and it requires some grit. And I just, to me, I love a good gritty run. It's windy out and I did it anyway. And I'm not looking forward to it, but I did it like, it's just, it builds that resilience that can be applied to anything in your life. And I just think being a runner and running long distance, that's exactly what it does. It shows me like nothing's really that hard because I can do it. It's hard, but I will be, I will survive. I will get through it. I might have the ugliest feet on the planet, but oh my God, my feet are so ugly. Oh my God. No, you have my no husband, idea. he's like, you know, if you weren't such a, if you didn't run so much, we could really make some money on OnlyFans with your feet pics. I was like, there's probably somebody out there that would want to pay to see my feet, but honestly, they might pay to not see my feet. <laughs> oh my God. Same. Like naturally not cute runner. They don't talk on top about of it. that. They don't talk about before I started running, I had no idea you could lose fucking toenails from running. Every single time I run a marathon, I lose at least one toenail. At yep. least. I ran Nashville and lost three. I was like, <laughs> they're just, they're by toenails. Yeah. They're ugly. Always bruised. You gotta, you gotta detach from the, the feet game, but. <laughs> You know, I think if there's one thing that you can hide pretty well, it's the feet. So, so anyway, have you always yeah. been a runner? Have you, since you were young, like, did you do running in high school? Yeah. So I think the reason why I really started running when I was like a kid wanting to run longer was because I had two older brothers and my dad would like randomly go for a run with them, but I was too young. So I couldn't come. So I was like, I'm going to show you guys. Okay. <laughs> None of them have ever, they never like ran and like track or cross country or anything like that. But I ended up doing it, um, because I enjoyed it kind of came natural to me to, to run longer distances. So in high school, we didn't have a cross country team till I was a junior for some reason. There's like no equipment required. I don't know why we didn't have a team, but anyway, <laughs> I joined the not team. many people wanted to fucking run for fun. <laughs> <laughs> We had to join with another school because nobody wanted to. And I was like, where are the runners? And they're like, nowhere. Um, so I did really well those two years. Like it was just, I was fast. And then I, when I went to college, I was like, I don't want to be known for these sports. Like I want to be known for just like who I am. And I don't want people to know like the dysfunctional family. I don't want to be known for my boyfriend. I don't want to be known for anything. I want to just go to a big ass school and get lost in the city. So I stopped running anything competitively and I missed it. So once I got out of college, my boyfriend at the time was now my husband, his dad's an Ironman. And I was like, would you run a marathon with me? Like, would you, would you sign up for one with me? And he was like, you oh just woke up one day and you're like, let's fucking run a marathon. Like, why not? Well, it's just like when you see people and you hear about it, like, and this goes for anybody. I have trained and coached so many people that have admitted this because people are like, oh, there she's a marathoner. No. In your mind, what happens to you when you hear about running a marathon? Something you're like, you either say I could never not me. I don't want to, but like, maybe part of you is like, but could I, so many people have that thought, but could I, I don't know. I don't really like the idea of saying I couldn't like, maybe I could, maybe I could run a half. 
So I've trained. I was totally so okay. I was totally okay with being like, because I am so. I'm de- my story is so different from yours because <laughs> I literally always grew up like I'm never gonna run. If I'm running, you better run too because there is somebody fucking chasing our ass. Like, and and so I was always okay with like, mm, no, I'm good. I am never gonna run a marathon. Even when I decided like maybe I could run, marathon was never ever in my thought process until one day I ran a half marathon and I was like, well, fuck, I guess there's nothing else I'll, I can do except run a marathon. And so that moment where I was but like- something switched to make you think you could run a half, right? Or like got you thinking, you know, I yeah. just- I think no matter what it is, where it feels like a little far-fetched, but you're like, but could I? Like, I don't know. Maybe I could. Like, if she can, why can't I? You know? Yeah. And so I signed up for that, trained with um with him and kind of like got his input on it, read a couple books to be like, okay, like this is this is a lot of miles. Like, how's this gonna go? <laughs> and I just loved that when I realized it's so much about mental toughness. Mm-hmm. I was like, cause you know, once you get past like 16 miles, it's just like mental it's, I mean, it's physical cause it hurts sometimes, but you know, running it's like, is so much more mental than physical. Like I always really tell everybody, is. I feel like running is so much more mental than physical. Like I feel like our bodies can do so much more. It's our brains that need the convincing. Yes. And especially with the marathon, like I, I always tell everybody, I'm like, y'all, the marathon's like 60% mental and like 40% fitness. Mm-hmm. And that's being conservative. Like it might even be like 70, 30 because your bodies can do some crazy shit. Like, I mean, I, I weigh over 200 pounds and it's carried me over 26 miles. Right. But it's just, it's, you gotta, gotta convince this because if this shuts down, your body's going to follow. Oh, totally. And I, that's like my sweet spot is like the person that's like, okay, I think I want to try a 10 K, you know, I think I want to try a half, you know, what I do with people to help them feel like they can mm-hmm. is it's all about your, your training. It's about creating a schedule that actually aligns with your life, with your schedule, with your interests. Like if you don't really like running, I'm not going to make you run six days a week. And I don't even run. I run like three days a week. Three to four. That's as much as I will run. Yeah, exactly. And most of the time it's just because I'm in a bad mood. I need to go lift up my spirit. But, um, yeah. So I, after one, I was like, this is sweet. The crowd cheering you on, you get a medal. People give you praise. Like it was like so much attention on me. I'm like, this is fucking sweet. I want to do this again. And then I love traveling. I just want to see the world. I want to see every spot that's on the planet. And I, you know, our country is so beautiful. So I was like, okay, I'm going to pair this up travel. Let's see if I could do it in every state. I'll start hitting up the Midwest, see how it goes. And it's been so fun. I've been to places like, I don't even think I would ever go to Boise, Idaho, Like, I don't know if I would hang out in Omaha, Nebraska, but like they're beautiful cities and like really cool people and good food. And like so many great stories I have from like going to these random tiny towns or big cities. Indianapolis is way cooler than I thought. How many of the states have you hit so far? 25. 25. You are halfway there. I know. It feels good. How many do you run a year? Like how many marathons? I was just looking at this. I typically average about two. Sometimes I do like three or four and sometimes I do zero because I've had, like, I didn't run when I was pregnant. I didn't run when I was nursing. And so, um, last year I hit, I'd ran two and I felt like superwoman. And then I was like, why the fuck did I think it was a good idea to run a fall marathon when I knew I had to train in Georgia? in the mm-hmm. heat of summer. And then I'm doing that again. Like, 
I'm Delulu. <laughs> I am Delulu, y'all. But I am, so my goal was never to run a marathon in every state. But the way it's happened so far is I have ran all three of my marathons in different states. <laughs> so, and so I was like, well, maybe, maybe I could. But I, yeah, so I was like, maybe this could be a thing, but I was somebody who was like going to be a one and done marathoner. And I was like, I'm going to say I did this and did it. And then I was going to be done. But there's just something so addictive about doing something you never thought you could and being the underdog and completing it and showing to yourself just how freaking tough you are. And that's one thing I love about running as somebody who is a back of the pack runner and is only ever competing against herself, that it's just, it's such a great way to one, teach you delayed gratification because there is nothing that teaches you delayed gratification better than running because you are training your ass off for this one time. Right. Um, and, and you're, I could go on forever talking about mm-hmm. it, but yeah, but also it's training your brain, right? It's training your brain that like, this is good for me. This will pay off this. You know, it's like eating the salad when you want to eat the whatever, like, is this really like, and don't get me wrong. Like I, I never, I'm ever on a diet. I am always about eating things that taste good and having balance in life. But it's like you, there are some choices you need to make. If you want to be around for a while, there are some choices you need to make. If you want to not have your hormones wacky or you want to look a certain way, or you want to feel a certain way. Like sometimes it's the delayed gratification. You got to just like, no, eventually this will pay off. Mm-hmm. It's doing it for your future self because your future self is counting on you. Mm-hmm. So are do you, what are some like running goals you have? Is it just to run in the States? Are you, are you going for a BQ? Like, Yes. So I typically do qualify, I would say more than half the time. Um, for Boston? For Boston. Yes. Oh, you are a fast runner. I didn't yeah. realize that. I love that. Yeah. So, and it's what's great too. It's like another thing that's like, I'm showing myself, right? Cause you I ran was, Boston so far. No, I keep not running it because <laughs> I want to stay fast and like keep qualifying for it. <laughs> Um, and like, it's not the city, a city I want to go to like with kids right now. I like, kind of wait till the like older can go to the bar with me or something, but, um, I don't know why I just keep putting it off because I feel like it gives me some motivation to stay fast and like push myself. Um, and oh, the goals with my marathons. I'm like, what is, so yeah, I don't want to do anything outside of the U S because when I go somewhere else, I want to just relax. And I do get pretty nervous because I do typically go for a time and I want to like mm-hmm. have it be a great experience. You're not and just it, running them to run them. You're not, no, just- and it's not easy. It's never easy. Like there's been like out of 25, there's been like two, I felt like we're like pretty decently easy. Cause I was just like having a superwoman day. Um, but it's usually really hard. And so, and I know my body's been through some tough ones. I've had some really bad experiences. I've had some awesome ones. I've had some really fun ones. Um, and so I get nervous. I'm kind of a hot mess until it's done of just like, I get quiet and I just want to go to bed and like get up and knock it out of the park. So, um, yeah, I don't want to do anything outside the U S I want to just get this goal done. I love that though. So you're just, I, I, See me, I go out to run the marathon and I'm like, you know, like it would be cool, but also like, I just go out for the experience. And I feel like there's so many different types of runners. And so many people think you have to either be like the one that's always going out to like be super fast, or you just go out to just go out. And I'm like, there's always different runners doing it for different reasons and different things. 
And mm-hmm. so I love that. Like, I love how different we are, but still the same. And we both can agree that it teaches you so freaking much. Well, um, and you can, if you want a really fun one, if you are a heterosexual female, Sign up for the Marine Corps Marathon because every so, volunteer is a, a couple of male. my clients, a couple of my clients are running that one. I had already signed up for the free press. Um, because that's my that's gonna be my marathon for 20. What what year are we in? 24. Um, 2024. That's my marathon for every and then I was like, but how do I run that next the next weekend? Because I'm like, yes. oh my gosh, that would be they tell oh me gosh, it's all such a of great the volunteers. Experience. Yeah, all the volunteers are hot Marines that are handing you Gatorade and water. I'm like, can I run 36? Like, I'm gonna I'm have to run. Always. I'm gonna have to read some military romance books before that. <laughs> yes, and the last mile is just like a, a line of a mile of Marines just like standing, staring at you. It is like heaven. It is. I mean, and I was running I mean, with my father-in-law, just like drooling at the mouth at these <laughs> volunteers. <laughs> I love that so much, but no, and I, I will agree. Like I love, so I ran in Nashville, which I hate that fucking, I did the rock and roll one in Nashville and it was terrible. Um, and that was like, huh? It's so many people. It's so many people. It's so hilly. The course is so confusing. It's just, you know, 10 out of 10. Don't recommend that one. I did that for my first ever marathon. And I was like, Allie, why are you so stupid right now? Because like, that was not a great first marathon. Um, and so, yeah, but it's just like, it's so fun. And I will say like, you're not going to wake up one day. Like most of us are not going to wake up one day. I won't say all of us, but most of us are going to wake up one day and be like, I'm going to run a marathon, but why don't you just wake up and say, you know, I'm going to run a 5k. Like, I just want to, I want to try it. And then I feel like once you prove to yourself, like you could run a 5k, at least for me, it was like, okay, I wonder what, like, could I run a 10k and then a fit? Oh, maybe a 15 or a half marathon. And then it kind of goes from there and it becomes addictive like trying to you know be better than who you were last year and seeing you know how low you can get your heart rate during these runs and what kind of paces you can hit and stuff like that it just becomes it becomes so enjoyable so does your husband run also or is it just you I wish he did he has ran two marathons with me but he's like I feel the same way but my husband won't even run a mile with me oh my gosh he's like why did I sign up for this I this is torture. This is terrible. Why did I think this was a good idea? He like felt like he was missing out because his dad was running. So I wanted to like join with his dad. And he was like, I regret every second of signing up for this. Um, no, so he doesn't. And it's, I, I would love it. You know, random if he went on a run with me, but most of the time I like to run by myself, but he is so supportive. I mean, it's like why this can happen. Right. Cause I sometimes am gone for hours and he knows I'm going to come back happier and you know, more patient and loving. And he knows it's a passion of mine. So I do think, you know, when it comes to listeners, right, this might not resonate with you with a marathon, but knowing like, what have I told myself that I'm not capable of? What is it that like, you know, when was the last time I thought about how I'd want to push myself in a new or different way? And could I express that to my partner? Are we communicating about what we want in our life to feel better? You know, and I think sometimes just starting there with anything, like, that communication with the person that you're with the most, they are such a huge influence on your life of whether or not you're doing things. And sometimes I think we use them as an excuse. Oh, I don't want to, my husband's not going to go for that, but it's like, but did you, they can't talk to him. I always say like behind any, like 
anyone that's going after is a supportive spouse or supportive partner or a supportive family member that's helping them because like it takes a village. And that's what it's like. A lot of people are like, well, how do you go and like train for all this stuff? And it's like, it takes a village. Like I will drop them off at my mother-in-law's. I will talk to my husband. Like, you know, he might not run, but he, he keeps the wrangles, the kids and does supper time while I'm running and all of this stuff. It's like, we've got to realize that we don't have to do it all. Like that's, that's the thing of being a partner is, you know, like you pick up for them, they pick up for you and you guys get to both be happy at the end of the day. And so it's like, you've got to have that open communication. And if you don't, if they're not willing to do that, then that's an evaluation you have to have within your relationship. Well, and think of it like an opportunity, you know, that it's like your kids have an opportunity to have more one-on-one time with dad or an experience with the, the grandparents for a little bit. And it's like, it's, it's not, it doesn't have to be this negative thing. Like people want you to do what lights you up. People want you to feel good. People want you to be healthy. They want you around. Right. And you going for a run is like a perfect example of a great place to start or a walk. Like it doesn't have to be a run and doesn't even have to be exercise. Right. It could be like, you want to pursue a new career path. You want more time with your girlfriends. You want to fill in the blank. If it's going to fill you up and, and give you this life, you don't have to escape from ask for a little bit of help and it's not even help. Just ask for a person to like hang out with your kids and have some time with them. Like it doesn't always have to feel like you're this burden. Cause you're not, you're just living life and taking care of yourself. I always say the people we love deserve the best of us, not the rest of us. And if we're not taking care of ourselves, we're not giving them the best of us. And so we love them. If we love our kids and our family and all of that stuff, and we're only giving them what's left of us, like, is that really giving them the best life? And that's, and that's not, and I know I am not the best me when I don't take care of myself, when I don't prioritize my mental health and my happiness. And that means going on a run. That means going out with girlfriends. That means reading books sometimes. Right. And I feel like so many times we've realized like, these are the ways that we fill our cup back up. And so many people talk about this. Well, you can't pour from an empty cup, but you don't realize like, yes, And if you're giving your family that empty cup, they also don't deserve that, you know? So if you're giving them a cup full of shit, you don't even like, like, you know, you need to know what you want to fill the cup up with too. You know, what goes in here? So I be selective with what you say yes to. Yes. It's so true. So true. So I would love to end this with maybe like your top couple tips that you give your clients if they're looking to start prioritizing their self in 2024. I know, you know, we're in now February and statistically most people have given up by now, right? Like most people are throwing in the towel on what their new year's goals were or intentions were because things didn't go, you know, the same or it's hard or they feel like they're not as far as they could. So maybe like a couple tips that you would give to your clients if they're feeling that way, or if they're like, you know what, January was the longest year of my life. February is when (laughs) I'm going to start because that was me. January was a very long year. I will say it. (laughs) Yes. No, I struggled in January too, which is surprising because I'm a health coach. So it's like, you'd think I'd be like, yeah, goal setting. Let's go. But I was like, what's happening here? No. So, Oh, I love these. So thinking of just some ideas and tips, I think the first thing you have to start with is the worthiness piece of giving yourself grace and assuming I am always doing my best. I'm always doing my best. It might not look like whatever, but the looking like is all comparison. So what is it 
that you want to start taking some action towards, right? And understanding from a place of self-worth, I'm worthy of this time. I'm going to take 10 minutes every morning to figure out what I want my day to look like, what's important to me, whether you're praying about it or you're journaling about it, you're slowing down so you can think about who you are, what needs you have, and what you want. Number one, if you can't take five to 10 minutes to yourself, that's the place to start. Why isn't that happening? We've got to find time to slow down. Um, so worthiness starting there, I'm worth this time. And what does that look like for me? Then it's just, it's the messy action. I think from there, it's just starting to get uncomfortable doing things a little bit different than you've done because what you've been work trying to do, it's, it's not working, find the pieces that do work, keep them, and then start to shift into a place of, I'm going to push myself a little bit because I know this will make me feel better. And then I'd say the last step is like, upgrade your circle or the conversations in your circle, right? So maybe you have this rhythm with a friend that you love. You don't want to get rid of the friend, but say, Hey, something I'm working on is this. I want you to ask me about it. Ah, like I'm nervous to tell you about it. I do this with my friend and she's always pushing me with like sec, like more intimacy shit that I don't want to talk about or think about. And she's like, <laughs> she's always pushing spicy me. Spicy audio book friend. Yes. How yes. did I know? <laughs> She's like, did you do it? You know, it's like, ah, why did I tell you anything? Did you, you, know? did you so try like, that thing with your tongue I was telling you about? Like, <laughs> I do feel like I want to go out with you and get like, you have got to have just a wild imagination with all these books and a great you sex life. No sure. idea. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I would say focus on self-worth, start to take some messy action, stretch yourself a little bit, push yourself a little bit. You know, you want to feel better. And the best way to do that is to try something new in a way that stretches you just past your edge, you know, throw in a little bit of comfort things, but stretch yourself and then make sure that you've got people in, in your corner that want what's best for you and that you're telling them about it. Yes. the It's, it's not rocket science. It's yeah. just following through with it. It's, it's, Knowing that messy action is, and the goal is, you know, imperfect <clears throat> consistency, not perfect inconsistency. Yes. Yes. I always tell, and like, it's better to be imperfect. Like, there's no such thing as perfect. And I think we always hold ourselves to the standard of if I've got to do it, I've got to do it perfectly. And I'm like, bro, like, who do you think you are? There is literally no thing, such thing as perfect, right? Yeah. It's messy action. It's being inconsistently just, just inconsistent imperfection is just the goal. Um, yeah, I love and that. Well, like you're giving your best, like you are always doing your best. It's not going to be perfect. Cause that's, that doesn't exist. <clears throat> like you said, it's just when you mess up and you will, when things don't go great, no, like I really gave it my best though. And who, why do I think I would be this perfect person anyway? Like, who do I think I am? I am flawed. I'm going to mess up. I'm going to get sick that things happen. Like, but I am going to assume and give myself grace. Cause I am really, truly doing my best. Yeah. A hundred percent. I live by the motto, do your best, fuck the rest because it don't matter. <laughs> so, you know, like it is what it is. I love that so much. So tell the listeners where they can find you. You mentioned a podcast. I'd love for you to touch a little bit on that. My girls are always looking for podcasts that are similar to this, that are just like a vibe. Like we're not trying to be anything but who we are. And we're just, it's like sitting chatting with your bestie. Yes. Yes. I love it. I'm having a cough attack. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Okay. So first, yeah. So if you want to find me anywhere, it's Gold Ivy Health Co. Brooke is my um, business partner and co-host of Ivy Unleashed. So gold are words are gold to us. We have a blog, we have a podcast, we're always, we're coaches, we're always talking. So words are gold. Ivy grows in hard places. It's just a plant that like Brooke and I didn't have a whole lot of guidance growing up. And so we always came together as health coaches, like giving each other tips. That's why we created Ivy Unleashed. We're like, let's share this with the world. It's health tips. It's what we're doing in our real lives. It's people's story of resilience. It's experts. It's psychologists, doctors, all of the people. So it's kind of a mix of guests and then us talking real talk. So that's Ivy Unleashed. You can find that anywhere. And then Gold Ivy Health Co. is our handle on TikTok. We've got a, a decent presence, but it doesn't even matter about presence. It's like we show up consistently to try to make taking care of yourself easier and more fun. So we're dancing, we're laughing, we're showing your workouts, basically inspiring you to like focus on feeling better. Like what can you do today to take care of yourself? And so we created move with gold Ivy. So you'll see a lot of like women working out together. We're plugged into our community, leading workouts. Like I've really infiltrated these dance places. Cause I'm like, there's moms squatting, not taking care of themselves while they're ki- like, their kids are here. They're here for hours and hours. And so I lead a lot of workouts in dance facilities for moms. And, uh, we do have a virtual workout platform called move with gold Ivy, where we have challenges, where we have a, a private Facebook group and we're also health coaches. So oh my find gosh, us everywhere. Just doing all the things. I mean, I'm trying, well, it's just, it's mind and body, right? You can't have one without the other. The mind pieces, Ivy unleashed the body pieces move with gold Ivy. We've got to move our bodies to feel right in our mind and our mind, you know, your mental health is everything. Oh, so We've got to talk about our struggles, but we can't stay stuck there. So that's the whole point of Ivy Unleashed is like, we'll talk about what we're going through, but we're not staying there. We're moving through this and we're helping each other out. We're giving each other ideas. We're having some accountability with like, I send it for therapy, ah! you know, like, and then how's it going? What are you learning? And then I'm just sharing it with the world. And so it's, it's been a really community. Fun. Like that's really our goal is we all just like, I tell my, I tell my followers all the time and like my friends on social, I'm like, y'all. You just got to find your, your people. You just got to find your kind of community, the ones. And if you don't find it in real life, like in your backyard, then find it online. Like mm-hmm. we are, we are way too connected as a society to not surround ourselves by people. If we want to be, you it's know what so I mean? True. It's so true. I mean, on Instagram, I like, we pour our heart and soul in there to be like, please choose people that want you to be okay. That don't make you feel like you're not doing enough. Like that just make you feel like you can, and you can take bits and pieces from where you are that don't make you feel like you should constantly be doing more, which is, you know, it's also your own mindset, but it's so important. Like, that's why I'm so happy you exist. I love your presence too. I think it's so fun to see you tap into who you truly are and like take that gift of authenticity and unapologetically be yourself. Like you're such a great person to follow. So thank you for having me and, and doing what you're doing too. I appreciate you so much. And y'all please go give her a follow and a listen. I know that her podcast is just fantastic and y'all are going to love it so much. So we're going to go ahead and end this. I just, thank you. I appreciate you for coming and sharing your wisdom with my girls today. So welcome. I'm happy to be here and I can't wait to have you on Ivy Unleashed so we can dive in even more. Yes, for sure. Alrighty, y'all. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode. And again, if you did, go ahead, share it on your stories, tag me so we can chat in the DMs all about it. 
And I'm going to leave you like I leave you every single time in a world full of bitches. Be that bitch. See y'all.